Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I am Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 99. And I'm super excited because I have a guest. And she is, she's a guest we've had on the podcast before, back in episode 58 and 59. I have the amazing Heather Elaine back on the podcast today, and we're going to talk we're going to talk about a lot of things, but specifically, we're going to talk about this new success formula <laughs> that Heather has created that kind of came out of one of our coaching sessions together. Heather, um, welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations. 99. 99. I know. <laughs> yes, I have something special for episode 100 that um, I just confirmed actually today, my husband is going to be my guest. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) so that's super, super exciting. So Heather, for those of you, for those who are listening who maybe didn't listen to our first interview, do you wanna introduce yourself and talk a little bit about you and your business and who you serve? Sure, absolutely. Um, My name is Heather Elaine and I am, a coach for females. So we have some overlap there, but my focus is on wellness. So anything related to wellness, whether it's mindset, exercise, eating, just all heart space stuff. And um, I serve really amazing women who tend to be overgivers in this world. And so our focus is always how do we stay within our center in order to best show up to serve the world. Amazing. Welcome back. Welcome back. I was listening to our, our two episodes earlier today and we, we talked about women constantly giving and putting their own needs on the back burner and kind of getting out of their heads and into their bodies. And that's something that you, you really work on with your clients in terms of movement and just taking, you know, uh, making their own needs uh, a priority, which we, we we tend to not do as women. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's easy to not do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we also talked a little bit about how we listen to the more subtle cues that the body mm. gives, and and also being more proactive about about living in our truth or standing in our truth. And then we also talked about money mindset. So if you haven't listened to episode 58 <laughs> or 59, we, we covered a lot of ground, actually. And uh, and then at the end of our last chat, I even said, we'll have to have you back. And here you are. And here I am. Yes. And well, that's, I think that's common for any conversation that you and I have, Kelsey. It's yeah. like, I always walk away with juicy nuggets. And sometimes they're like, you know, like not random because they're all connected, but Um, there's just so many segues and different pathways that we can talk about. So yeah, hundred percent excited for 
chatting today. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So let's just dive into the success formula. Can you tell me a little bit about, well, we also talked about the last time that you were on, we talked about your, your retreat that was up and coming uh, in April of yeah. 2023 at Anamaya. That has happened. And I think a little bit um, later on, I would love for you to talk a bit about all of the lessons that you've learned um, from hosting retreats over the last several years. But before we get to that, I kind of would love for you to talk about what you experienced after the retreat at Anamaya and then mm. kind of how you came up with this new success mm. formula that we ended up talking about in one of our one-on-one sessions. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, as you know, as one of the owners of Anamaya, it's such a magical place. Um, I think all retreat places are super special, but Anamaya definitely has something, something that's a very unique um, combination of many things. The, the people that work there, um, the ocean, epic views, I just like the, the monkeys. <laughs> like, there's just so <laughs> many parts of Anamaya that come together to make magic. And mm. so I, for the first time, um, went a week before my ladies arrived um, and then was there for their week and then ended up staying in Costa Rica for an additional week after that. And so I think the combination of having extra time of putting myself first and making sure that I was in a place of being able to give fully um, and then the magic of Anamaya in particular really just opened me up to connecting with this part of me that um, that loves stability, mm. um, but that also loves freedom. Do you know what I mean? So it just offered this like, oh, there's so many other ways to be and to live. And um, I grew up overseas and then have lived in the U.S. for quite a long time. And I think we just all get into kind of this habit energy around whatever it is that we're doing. And so anytime that you travel, go on retreats, go to Anamaya in particular, there's just like a whole new world. I feel like I need to bust into like a Disney stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, you just are able to have a different perspective, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. like being, it's like a, a souped up version of like, if you're, if you have a yoga practice, um, one of my favorite things to do when I need a different perspective is to get upside down, like to do a hand, handstand or a headstand and like literally be like, Oh my God, things look different upside down. Yes. So I feel like when you travel, when you go to somewhere like Anamaya, you just are able to have uh, a different perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always say the person with the most perspectives has the most wisdom. The person, the most perspectives has the most power, right? Cause we're seeing things from th seeing things from all different areas. And I think that when we are kind of stuck in our routines or stuck in our, you know, our habitual space, unconsciously we can just, we can start to get tunnel vision and we forget to kind of look at things from a, 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 you know, a different perspective and taking ourselves out of our daily habitual space where we're doing, you know, we're, we're, we have our kids or we have our, you know, partners and we have our job and we do the same things every day. We have our exercise routine. We have our, you know, all the things that are in place, take us out of that and, you know, plunk us down somewhere new and all of our senses are heightened and we have to look at things from different perspective because we're in somewhere, you know, in, in a new space and our routines are switched up and we, maybe we can't um, 
we can't operate like we normally do in terms of habits and things like that. So I love, I love that idea. A whole new, whole new, whole new world because it's out there. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think it's great for our brains to switch out of that. Like, you know, they say like brush your teeth with the other hand and like do things differently. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's also, I also do believe that it's important for our own, you know, we're talking about not, making ourselves a priority when we go on retreat mm-hmm. or we travel, we go on vacation, we do certain things and that allows us to, to, to take care of ourselves in a different way that we typically don't as well, which I think is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it, you touched on so many interesting things. One is this ability to kind of zoom in and zoom out. And I think that that happens on the daily basis, right? That um, I was yeah. just talking in class the other day about you know, so many of us are on the computer, we're kind of rounded forward, we're really focused mm-hmm. on the screen, which creates that tunnel vision. Literally, our brain and eyes are just like really honed in. And what happens when we have stress response is we get tunnel vision and we That's hone right. in and we forget. So one of the best things that we can do, in fact, we could do it right now, is just to look around your space and be yeah. like, wow, like, what do I see that I haven't noticed? Like the colors, the lights, and it just takes our vision and makes it um, bigger, right? I love that. So, yeah. and then the habit energy, right? We have habit yeah. energy in our, our regular life. We have habit energy in our day to day. So that mix of like playing with it, shifting it mm-hmm. is so, so important. And the brain also, as you know, you talk a lot about this, like the brain also likes things to be really predictable because it's mm-hmm. always trying to keep you safe. So yeah. it's like, where's the balance? That's the beauty, the beautiful part of life, the juicy part of life. It's yeah. like, where's the balance between creating new and different and unique and then having things that really keep you stable and steady. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So good. So good. I also talk a lot about filling the well because when Mm, we're all, you know, as entrepreneurs, as wellness entrepreneurs, we're serving and serving and serving and serving others. And that can be very depleting. And I think that we do need to take the time to fill, fill the well And that could, even if you're not necessarily going on retreat or vacationing, but that could be like going to an art museum, that could be walking in the park, that could be doing things that kind of fill you up, that, that can spark creativity, that can also allow you to move your body. You talk a lot about movement and move, you know, moving in your body Mm -hmm. and just being exposed to something new and interesting and fascinating um, and to, to, to fill that well so you can continue to serve others as we do as entrepreneurs. Yes. That's so funny. Well, that is number one of the success formula. (laughs) Yes, I know. So let's great segue. So, so you're, you take some time, which we talked actually a lot about last time was taking time before and after the retreat, super, super important. And then you kind of went on this journey and the success formula kind of, you know, was created for, from basically you filling your well. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was when I was at last October, I believe, and um, having you as my coach, just, you know, having those reflection conversations is so, so well, the pre conversations before the retreat happens, the post conversations after the retreat, because that's where so much of the learning can happen. And it's really easy if we're super busy just to kind of gloss over it and not think about, Oh, what do I want to carry forward? So first of all, thank you because you changed my relationships with retreats. I usually would go like a day or two before, depending on the retreat, but this was the the first time um, last October that Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to actually take 
three days before, Mm -hmm. get guest teachers for my classes and really allow myself to drop in. And then afterward, take a little bit of time, although I didn't do as much. And that was what I carried over to Anna Maya after our conversation. But what a different experience it was as the leader, because when you're showing up for, you know, 20-ish women and trying to make sure that their experience is grounding and healing and opening Mm -hmm. and all those things, um, if you're not fully present and in your center, it feels like energy and it may not come across that way, but internally it's like, I got to do the things, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so what I discovered is that having that time before, and then also that recovery time after, and to do that deeper reflection of like, what would I do next time different? Mm -hmm. Um, what went well, what were the wins? What were the, as, as you say, they're not failures, but like Mm -hmm. the failures, um, in terms of like my failure file of what are the things that I actually can learn from? And like, it's okay. It's okay that things didn't go that way. Um, to train the brain in that way as well. So, yeah. So, um, going to Anamaya was by far the most I've given myself before and after, and my brain had all kinds of excuses as to why that couldn't happen. You know, having guest teachers for that long traveling, trying to do some of my classes over, like it was just, gotta, but it was like, Nope, this is what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. doing like, this is, this is what you need to do. Um, and I especially found, you know, as a woman entering perimenopause, there's a lot of other factors that didn't exist when I was younger. So, showing up now for myself feels different um, yeah. than being able to show up when I was in my thirties. Right. 100%. Um, so yeah. So just getting really clear about this is the, this is the new way. And so um, what I discovered and in, in conversations with you afterward is this idea. And it actually just, it's almost like um, it's almost like a loving kindness meditation where it's like you start with yourself, then it goes to your loved ones and then it goes to the bigger world. So it's just, um, I don't know if it's necessarily like an original idea, but it's a play off of, yeah. um, which most ideas these days are. Mm-hmm. But this idea that if I'm taking really good care of myself, if I'm doing things to be centered and grounded, like that's number one. Yeah. Um, and it, while it's super cliche, the whole oxygen mask, it's like yeah. profound truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so real. Um, I also like to think of it as like the gas tank. Like if your gas tank is empty, like you don't have mm-hmm. more to, like you can't, your car will not keep going. So yeah. how do I first and foremost fill my own gas tank? And that can look different ways for different people because that's what is beautiful about being a unique human being. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is how do I stay in connection with my loved ones, the most important people in my life? And then the third one is to go out and do work in this world to make it a better place, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Um, But the order of it matters, right? Mm -hmm. So again, like loving kindness, first and foremost for myself, then to someone that's easy to love and then let me get out into the bigger world. So yeah. Kind of the, the idea of it. I love it. I love it. So what are some of the ways that, because when you're in Costa Rica, for example, there is, um, especially because you're, you know, you're away on retreat, whether it's you're hosting the retreat or a retreat for yourself and you're taking that time before and after. Inherently, you are in, you are kind of, you are surrounded by, self-care energy, if that makes sense. Right. You're, you're doing body work. You're on the beach. You're, you know, you, you might be having some afternoon naps. You're looking at the birds and the monkeys. Like, it's just like, you know, talking about filling the well or, you know, or, 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 or filling the, the, the gas tank, so to speak. Now that you're back home, 
What are some of the ways that you put the oxygen mask on first or, you know, or fill up that gas tank for you now that you're back home and you're back in some of those routines and the habitual behavior? For sure. So one of the like most simple things that I started doing was I teach an early morning class for part of my program that starts at 715. And oftentimes I would like get up. Sometimes I'd meditate before, not always kind of depended And then it was like, oh, here we are working out in our bodies. It feels great. And then as I was thinking about that, I was like, but you're not doing something first for yourself before you show up. Um, So I have switched my order of things because I would oftentimes do my own meditation almost always afterward. Mm. Um, So I just have switched the order of that of like, before you get on to teach a workout, first, you need to go sit in your special area where you have all the things that remind you to be internal mm. and just take, and it can, sometimes it's as simple as like, let me just sit here for three breaths. Like it doesn't like, I'm like, I don't have a ton of time, but mm-hmm. just even that like symbolic time of just like, let me just take a moment for myself mm-hmm. um, has been really, really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I brought back naps, which has been epic. So good. <laughs> naps are so good. Self care. Yes. Um, just a little power nap, the power of the power nap, at least for mm-hmm. me, I know everyone's bodies are different, but mm-hmm. um, really works well for me. I've been focused on doing things um, like you basically, when you look at the retreat, you're like, what are the, what are the parts that I can pull out? And obviously it's, it's easier to do an environment. Like you said, when the environment, it just naturally is like, oh, there's body work available and mm-hmm. lunch is provided to me. Like it's really yeah. easy. Um, but what are the things that we can recreate within our own space? So like many people, I was kind of in the habit of like, okay, let me grab my lunch and let me do the next thing. And so it was like, well, let me actually sit with my lunch at the table. And then Mm -hmm. if it's a nice day, like, why don't you take the 10 seconds just to open the screen door and go sit outside while you eat your lunch. Mm -hmm. So just finding those little ways, um, basically to bring more mindfulness into the experience as opposed to the distracted world that we oftentimes um, live in, I think, especially here in the U S yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause like you said, the, the order of it matters, right? Mm. So you had, you would take that time for yourself after a class and then you're like, no, maybe I should take that even like, even if it's just three breaths before, how did that shift things for you when you Mm. were showing up for your classes and for your clients? Did you know, like how, how did that subtle shift of doing that meditation or taking time for yourself um, or even like going the extra mile to actually enjoy your lunch instead Mm -hmm. of something that it was a to do, I have to get done before I do the other thing. How has that changed for you? What is that? What has that done for you? Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty huge. I think um, it's funny because I'm like, I don't know if externally you would notice it as much. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more of like an internal gauge and internal feeling. I think the analogy that I sometimes use in class um, when I say to people like, you know, coming to, to yoga or to stretch is a way to stay grounded and in your center, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So the analogy is there might be this whirl and swirl of energy around you, but right in the center of the storm, right, is the quiet of the hurricane. And so I think that when you're doing things, if you're not doing those things, it's really easy to get caught up in the swirl and you're just going around with all the furniture and it's like, (laughs) why? Or like one of those little, um, you know, outside the store where they're trying to sell you things. Oh yeah. It's like the little, yeah. The little, yeah. Balloon men. Those little, those crazy balloon men. Yeah. Yes. 
but you can feel like that internally and people Mm -hmm. may or may not know fully what that experience is. But I find that if you can start with or slow down or reset, and this is a practice like anything Mm -hmm. in life, like I am not perfect at it. I definitely catch myself in moments of like, Ooh, girl, like, where's your energy right now? Where did that tightness come from? So it's an ongoing practice for sure for all of us. Um, But what I will say is that if we are being proactive um, about doing those things, we're less like that little guy and we're more just like a very, there's just a deeper sense of peace within. Mm. There's less need for being distracted. There's less need for external validation, right? Mm -hmm. It's more just like a quiet calm on the inside, yeah. Um, and like anything, it adds up over time, that accumulative effect as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which will result to less overwhelm, less stress. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're activating the re- the natural relaxation response by doing that and then being able to show up, you know, for your clients, you know, um, or connection with your loved ones, whatever that looks like, your, your, you know, your friends, your family, your children in a more yeah. grounded place. Like you said, they might not be able to recognize it externally, um, right. energetically. You yeah. Yes. You can uh-huh. feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because you're essentially what you do in terms of your classes is then you're creating a space for your clients to then show up for themselves as well. That's their putting, that's them putting the oxygen mask on first. That's them yes. filling their tank, right. Feeling the well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then they, by doing that, by showing up and taking that time for them, then they'll show up in connection with their loved ones, more grounded, more balanced. Right. And then right. it gets to ripple out. Yes. Yeah. And I think I used to feel like, oh, I'm teaching class. That's the way that I'm grounding. And mm-hmm. there was a shift there for me. That's like, no, it is a grounding experience, but that's actually not showing up for yourself fully. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Interesting, yeah. it's um, it needs to be something that's just for you that people don't necessarily see. Yeah. Right. It's, it's more of a, I'm doing it just for myself. Which I think is why as women, we have such a hard time prioritizing that. <laughs> Right. Because it isn't something that externally people can see. They might be able to feel, but they might not understand it fully. But if we can't see it, we're not getting that external validation. It's like, well, do I really need to be doing this right now? Like I have so many things to do. I shouldn't be prioritizing my workout. I shouldn't be prioritizing my walk in the park. I shouldn't be prioritizing my meditation um, or my, my exercise, whatever that is, because, you know, I have, look at my list, look at my to-do list. I have all these things I have to do. Look at this to-do list. Yeah. Right. And I think that our, you know, our, our culture also rewards the checking off the list. Oh my gosh. I love lists. I love checking off lists. I'm all about checking off my list, but, um, I, and I still struggle, even though I know this, I teach this, you know, this, you teach this. I still struggle sometimes with going, no, you're going to do your meditation first or no, you're going to prioritize your workout today or, you know, whatever that is, um, in order for you to show up for your people. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting um, because I love a good to-do list too sometimes. Um, I like to heart mine and sort of cross it out personally. But, you know, one of the things I say to the ladies um, that work with me is like, you can actually put those things on your to-do list. Mm -hmm. You know, you can add 
uh, self meditation or mm-hmm. walk around the block or power nap or um, whatever the thing is that brings you back to center and allows you to feel grounded. Like those things can actually be integrated into, it doesn't have to be a separate thing. Um, And that it's also an an invitation for an, and like you can love your to-do list and get a lot of um, value and gratitude, gratitude. And what's the word I'm looking for? Like fulfillment. um, Satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, Satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, uh, I was visiting one of my friends the other day and her daughter um, who just started high school, um, finished a project. And she literally said to me, Kelsey, she's like, now comes the best part. And I was like, Oh, what's the best part? And she pulls out her little notebook and she gets her highlighter and she highlights yes. out very slowly. <laughs> very slowly. She was like, like across the thing that she just done. And, um, and I just said to her, I was, you know, I was like, wow. I was like, well, you know, what, why does that feel like the best part? And she's like, it's just so satisfying. Yeah. Such and gratification. Like, so cool. And I was like, and I was like, and how do you feel on the inside? You know, mm-hmm. so trying to like in, invite this, yeah, that we're dynamic human beings. There's something really satisfying about that cross off. And mm-hmm. how, like, where are you feeling it in your body, or how do you feel it in your heart? Is yeah. like that, like the upgrade. Yes, <laughs> to just the check or the cross out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is, it is gratifying, right? You do get that 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 feeling of gratification when you when you check that off. However, I have to say, and I'm sure some of my ladies who are listening can relate to this. I will put it on the to do list. And I will still prioritize other things because Um, my brain thinks that the other things are more important than taking care of me. And of course, that's how, you know, it's how our society is. It's how we've been raised. It's, you know, the messages that we've been getting for as long as we've been alive, especially for women. Um, Don't prioritize yourself. Don't prioritize yourself. And so even if it's on that list... So for me, I put it on my list and now I've been... I've had to practice making that a priority, you know, like you said, harding that, checking that off, crossing it off with a highlighter, whatever it is. And just like being so grateful and proud and feeling that gratification, that satisfaction yeah. of being able to like, I made myself a priority today, but it does yeah. take, it does take, it is, it does take like, yes. it's like we have to rewire our brain because that's not how we're wired. Yeah, totally. It's a little counterculture, right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting to think about, like, I feel like there is this kind of wave of like, take, there's a lot of buzz, right? Mm-hmm. Around like, take care of yourself. You're the number one priority, but yeah. it feels very, um, it doesn't feel like actually like fully dropping in to yeah. like what we're talking about. It's more just like a, but, oh, but don't overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't toot your own horn too much. Like don't, you know, uh, yeah. so it's an interesting little place to dance with them. Yeah. I mean, cause we can say it all day long, prioritize yourself and we know the benefits yeah. and we, but that's also our prefrontal cortex talking yeah. about the benefits, you know, the results, why it's important and why we need to change our habits and why it's important to rewire our brain and why making ourselves a priority is so important and showing up for our clients and all the things. But then- yeah our primitive brain will kick in and be like, ah, you got to get the other, you know, other part of your to-do list done first. Like don't, don't put yourself first. Don't, don't prioritize, prioritize yourself. So navigating that. Yeah. And I think, you know, for, at least for my clients, like, as you mentioned, like part of their self-care is coming to classes. And I think the difference, um, and because I know a lot of um, your people are entrepreneurs that, that's a whole different category, right? If you are an entrepreneur, our work can 
come at all hours of the day and night. It never stops. It's a little different. Mm -hmm. I feel, I mean, some nine to five jobs might have kind of expectations or that energy behind it too, but I think it's even more important for entrepreneurs um, especially ones that are showing up to make the world a better place that are, that yeah. are giving from a place of love and compassion um, that we are um, taking the time to really ground and center mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, yeah. for, for entrepreneurs, it's like, let, you know, your success formula, take care of yourself first, then you're able to better show up um, mm-hmm. in connection with your loved ones. And then third, that's when you can do the work to make the world a better place. Yeah. That's where the domino effect comes in. Yeah. And, and in that order, like you were saying earlier. Totally. And what I will say, with, what I found interesting is that I was noticing that I was, get as I got better at number one of doing things to stay in my own center, sometimes number two was not necessarily happening. Like mm. I would go from, okay, let me center myself. Okay, ready? And then let's go do the work. <laughs> So I've had to make a real conscious effort, bless all my loved ones in my life of just being like, actually the second priority, like, of course you have to work. Of course you need to get things done. Of course that to-do list is going to be there. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, all the things, um, but making a conscious effort to be like the priority first and foremost is yourself. The second one is let me schedule a date with this friend or let me um, do this thing for my partner or let me mm-hmm. be mindful when I sit and have lunch with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? So I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes uh, we can get better at number one, but there's a temptation to jump straight to number three. Very (laughs) true. Go do my work. Yeah. Um, As opposed to like, no, and it doesn't have to be in that moment. You might have like, I have a really busy work week. um, So maybe it's like, let me make a plan with whoever it is, my partner, my girlfriend, whoever for Saturday afternoon, when I have that window Um, but not negating making those special plans. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. I think that's, that's, that's very insightful and super important because I think you're right. It's again, it's a way of the brain wants to bypass certain things and go right to the desperation or the scarcity or the worry or the fear of like, I have to do the work. I have to do the work. I have to do the work. Yeah. 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 And And you and I have talked about that within my business. It's like, you know, there, there's always more to create. There's always Mm -hmm more invitations. Um, there are always more things that you can do. You can relook at, you can look at your website again and do an audit of that. You can do a different invitation for when people sign up for the newsletter and like, there's always more. Um, and it's like, and like what you have established in your business, especially if you've been doing it for a while and you have a coach, like I have you, it's, it's easier to remind yourself, like everything is working well enough and sometimes you have to put bigger energy into those bigger projects. And sometimes the best thing you can do is actually kind of like mm. just let things ride and step back mm. a little bit, whether it's for time with yourself or time with friends. Yeah. I remember I did that for a friend's 50th recently of just like, I'm not, I'm taking those, you know, two and a half days of not working and showing yes. up for this person's birthday and being fully committed to being there and work is fine. Yes. You know? And it does have a different feeling than a nine to five job, you know, because I think that 100%. that always exists of like, what if, what if? it's like, mm-hmm. everything is well enough. <laughs> yes. Everything is yeah. fine. Yeah. That's interesting because I do, I love that you brought that up. Um, Cause I find with a lot of my clients right now, they're talking about kind of being in the dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. And their energy is starting to decrease a little bit, or they're wanting to really enjoy these last few days of summer before September starts, 
you know, starts mm-hmm. up again and they're feeling guilty for feeling yeah. like things are a bit slower or for, you know, taking a break from their business or not being on top of their business as they, as we, they normally would be, or they're just not mm-hmm. feeling as motivated. Yeah. Right. Totally. And I think that, you know, one of the calls I had with my client yesterday was like, take that time for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, give yourself permission to enjoy the summer, the rest of the summer. Um, and not only she had a lot of, you know, kind of family stuff that was happening over the last month or so. So that was really draining her. Um, and then of course she's running her business and now she's just like, I, September's around the corner, the fall's around the corner. I just want to enjoy the summer. And she's feeling so much guilt about that. So we, you know, we had a really great coaching session about you deserve to enjoy the summer. Your business is going to be fine. And when, and I don't know if you find this for, you might, because you were a teacher, but I find September feels very much like a new year to me, right? Mm, From going to school in September, from my daughter starting school in September. It's just like September feels like, okay, let's get down to business. It feels like a new year, new goals, you know, and that's always kind of, you know, what September is represented to me. And when you do take that time, let's say when you're kind of in a more uh, state of ebb and, and there's not as much flow, and, and you take a step back from your business, it allows you to, again, fill up your well. It allows you to just take a break and see things from a new perspective so that when you go back, you're more energized, you have more clarity, um, there's more motivation. And specifically with this one client, she's just putting, we're working on her lead magnet, magnet and it's the last little bit of her lead magnet she's kind of feeling stuck on. I'm like, let's put that aside for now. So that when we come back to it in September, we can come at it with, you know, fresh perspective, fresh eyes and fused energy. So Mm. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about when you're kind of going through the ebbs and flows of your business and what you find, um, you know, works for you or what you struggle with. Yeah, Yeah, totally. What's interesting, because I think, and I just was talking to my ladies about this idea too, like I'm saying this kind of formula is applied to people, but it can also be applied to business. So staying with your own center. Uh, So one of the things I was saying is like, ideally, like it's kind of twofold. Ideally, you're doing these things proactively, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're doing them ahead of time. You're doing them to continually kind of fill the well. So you're like, I'm going to go get that massage, um, whatever it is, by, by, you know, every other week I have my appointment set up. I'm doing these things proactively, Um, If we're doing them proactively, then we're constantly getting nourishment, right? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes life happens, it throws you curveballs, et cetera, et cetera. There's things you can't predict. And so listening to the cues of your body that like, ooh, I have that tightness here, or my head is starting to hurt, or I feel a little bit off. In that moment, what do I need to do to come back to center? So it's kind of a multi-pronged approach, right? Like, how can I be better about being proactive instead of waiting? Like, how many people out there are like, I don't do massages until, like, my shoulders are, like, all the way up to my neck, as opposed to, like, you know, once a month or whatever the thing is, Mm -hmm. whatever works for you. So that proactive part. And the second part is, how do we get better at listening to what's happening and then honoring what's happening in that moment? So. For me, uh, recently, I um, had a circumstance in which I wasn't able to be at home and was, you know, navigating, going back and forth. It was out of my control. I had no, I, w- I could not predict it was going to happen. Yeah. 
and I, it was, everything was fine. And then after about the fourth day, I was like, uh Oh, like, this is not like, I could feel myself just like, uh, and I was like, okay, let's go. Like, what are the options? So in that moment, it was like, Oh, I'm going to choose to come up. I'm very fortunate to be able to come up to one of my clients places. That's not in the city and very surrounded mm-hmm. by trees. And, but that was a more of a, a like, let me listen to what I need and mm-hmm. follow that in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think it's a mix of both. And um, yeah. like we talked about earlier, it's it's such a practice, right? It's such a practice. Um, it's, like, it's like balance poses in yoga. It's like, it's not about like, I got into tree pose and forevermore, <laughs> I have a perfect tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's actually about that foot wobbling and restabilizing and getting really strong in the muscles, the bones, the ligaments. So that as we gracefully age, your body actually knows how to constantly move so that you can keep the balance. Balance is always in motion. And I think that's also true of our lives. It's like, this is the juicy part of life, even though it's really freaking hard sometimes. It's like, how do we make this a practice? Like, oops, I'm off my center. How do I, what do I need? Mm -hmm. Um, Oops, I misaligned. How do I come back to my center? What do I need? Do I need a yoga class? Do I need a massage? Do I need to walk around the block? Do I need to talk to my coach? Like, Mm -hmm. what are those things? Does that make sense? Yeah, it it Um, does. And I feel like it's important because when we, especially as entrepreneurs and we're on in this go, 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 go kind of, you know, not necessarily always tunnel vision, but like very focused driving forward motion and energy. We tend to not take that moment and take that breath of like, what do I really need right now? And I remember when you were, you and I were back and forth about the situation and I was like, what do you, what is the best thing for you right now? And, and sometimes we do need that, like just that to take that moment and go, okay, wait, just listen. What is it that I need the most right now? And then to really follow that instinct, right. To tap into Mm -hmm. that, that gut wisdom that's there. Mm -hmm. We don't do that enough. Like you said, it, it, it does take practice. Um, yeah. And that's why I have my coaches that I work with because they help me yeah. to go, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let's look at your brain. <laughs> Let's look at what's happening in your brain right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. What do I really feel right now? What is my, you know, what yeah. is my instinct telling me? Totally. Yeah. And I find that, you know, the brain, as you have said in different ways a few times, like the brain will, brain is awesome. Brain is awesome. Let's give it up for the brain. But the brain does do a lot of really tr- uh, tricky, sneaky stuff um, because it's trying to keep us safe. And we we know that, but it does it in ways sometimes that, it, that like it's, it's, it's really convincing, you know? Yes. So my whole thing is like, how do you listen better to your body? Yes. Because your body will give you some different messages potentially. Yeah. Um, so how do we better listen to that? And then how do we honor it? Because sometimes we listen to it and we're like, oh yeah, my shoulders are up to here. I should probably go get a massage, but then I don't actually do it. I don't honor it. I don't do anything mm-hmm. about it. And then I wonder what's going on. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah. Listen and then honor. Listen and then and honor. honor. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that, you know, that's, that's huge. That's key. Cause we can listen, but like you said, if we're not honoring, then we're going to, we're going to end up in burnout. We're not going to be able to connect with our yeah. loved ones. We're not going to be able to, you know, yeah. show up and serve the world, you know, yeah. in the way that we want to. Um, and that's all about that, you know, whether self-care is a buzzword or not, but it's really, it's really important. So I did want to also, I, I loved, I would love to kind of touch base on 
some of the biggest, it's kind of like a, a bit of a pivot, but okay. some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from doing retreats, because this did start with like taking time for yourself before retreats, taking time for yourself after retreats. And, and then this, this idea, and then you did take, you know, you, you did take some time, not necessarily away from your business, but you weren't like on top of it. Um, like, you know, you have been in the past and, and then I know that there's a lot of the listeners who are yoga teachers or coaches and, you know, they want to host their retreats, their own retreats as well. So yeah. what would you say, what advice would you give, you know, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from doing retreats over the last few years? Totally. Well, I have not given this any thought before this conversation in terms of advice. <laughs> so just throwing it out at you. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, well, one of the biggest things is what we've already talked about is how do you take time before and after yeah. um, to really set yourself up to be more successful. And um, it doesn't mean that you can't show up. I just think it your in, internal experience as the leader is just so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently remember seeing a leader in passing who had not taken any time, like literally came on the flight with this, with her group of people showed up and then just started teaching that evening. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Like it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Um, but the bandwidth that you have for what shows up during the retreat is just way less. So the first thing I would say is do yourself and the group a favor mm by at least a couple days before and a couple days after, like bare minimum. Another big thing that I would say is always having a support system. Um, When I first started doing retreats, my best friend came with me and kind of became the honorary helper, (laughs) which I'm so grateful for. And then I have done some retreats in which there wasn't really as much help. And was like, Ooh, this is, it's a lot more. My retreats have evolved to the point of not just wanting kind of help holding the, like the, with the logistical parts, um, but also helping hold the space Mm -hmm. in bigger ways. So what that led to was me having one person who started just doing like a little, a little baby workshop at one of the retreats. And that's evolved. She actually still does retreats with me. And what I found personally to be my magic number is that I like to have two other coaches that are there so that it takes some of the energy away from me having to do every, and I offer a lot of different things within retreats, classes, workshops, all the things. Um, So it's really nice for them to not only have the time, but also the energy of holding the group. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you can get creative with how you invite people to the space and, and, and working out the the details. But I find that having other people and just different voices, different uh, perspectives, different that, that, that really connect with, I've been very lucky to find um, women, other coaches, therapists that had just been like, just so beautifully um, Mm. on the same page as, as as I am, even though our messaging is a little bit different, the voice is a little different like the, 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 the heart of it is the same. Yeah. Um, so I'd say don't do it alone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Especially these days, you know, it's just like, I mean, who knows not on all the things, Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, you have to set yourself up for like, if I needed to step out, how would that look? You know? Yeah. And I think it enhances your guests experience as well. Oh, for sure. You know, for adding so much value. 
Yeah. And my experience as the, mm-hmm. as the overall leader, um, yeah. I get to receive benefit from hearing their words of wisdom. Absolutely. And, yeah. So I'd say for sure on that one, what else, you know, I think, well, I think having a coach in general is really helpful when you're an entrepreneur. I, I yeah, I just, I mean, I can't imagine not, <laughs> but I think, um, with retreats, especially, and I will say for any of your listeners out there that, um, that are thinking of doing a retreat, I think that you have, I mean, one of your superpowers is not only are you a coach for business, but you have for many, many years owned, co-owned a retreat center. (laughs) So you understand what goes into them and in ways that other people just couldn't, you know what I mean? So you might get someone who's like, I am a retreat person and that's all I do is retreats, but they're not necessarily going to have that coaching lens. And you and I have talked about everything from like, how to price things yeah. to like, what's the bare minimum of people that you want? What's the maximum of people that you yes. want for like what you're trying to create? What's the curriculum where, I mean, I remember going back and forth with you of like getting to Anamai and I was like, um, I can't give you my final schedule, Kelsey, because I need to see like exactly when the sun sets right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> and you're not here right now. So even though you guys, I think you did it like at 630 was Anamaya's and I was like, I don't want people walking personally. I don't want people walking back in the dark and I, the mosquitoes. So I'm like, I'm just going to up it. Like, so, you know, yeah. going back and forth and having someone, or, you know, sometimes um, there are things that come up either within the group. It's very rare, knock, knock on all the things again. Um, but every now and again, there'll be something that, that happens that it's like, Ooh, how do I deal with this situation or this mm-hmm. particular person so that I'm enhancing the experience and not taking away, but also sometimes boundaries need to yes. be put up in really beautiful ways. So being able to have a coach to be like, Hey, like mm-hmm. this is what happened. You know, it may be bumping up against one of my narratives. So yeah. like, let me make sure, let me check myself for like, okay, what are the things, what are the different ways that I could approach this situation yes. or this person? Yeah. Um, so I think having, having someone, whether or not they're at the retreat, I don't think matters, but just knowing that you have that go-to point person for bouncing ideas off of, I think yeah. is really, really, really key. Those I think are the biggest three. I'm sure there's plenty more. Yeah. I'm sure there's so many more. I mean, we've also, I know we've talked about mindset. We've talked about standards, upping your standards. We've talked about, you know, in terms of money, in terms of amount of people, in terms of showing up on social, in terms of, there's always, yeah. I feel like a tipping point where, People want to give up, uh, you know, instead of keep going or because then they're like, well, but then I have an excuse of why I didn't sell out because, you know, or what, like there's all these layers of, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur and and creating a retreat. It's very, it's a very different, it's a very different offer. It's a very unique Mm -hmm. offer hosting a retreat. And it's so, it's so, and there's so many moving parts. I think, um, Mm -hmm. Having been a classroom teacher yes. for many years, and then I realized I did a, a trip once for my kiddos. The whole I took the whole school to UC Berkeley because we were all all about you know college for certain. And I was like, these kids have never been to college; they don't have a reference point. So I organized this big thing, and that was actually when I realized, like, oh, you could do something like a retreat because there's a lot of moving parts. But it is yeah. a lot. Of, in fact, I just had a conversation. Um, very recently with a woman who is also a coach and was, um, is interested in uh, bringing some ladies to my next retreat. Um, and, and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, and then you can do, and she's like, I'm good. (laughs) I've done retreats before. Like they're so 
many details that go into making the experience what it is. She's like, I know firsthand. I'm, I'm good. Like, I just want to yeah. go. <laughs> so, you know, uh, leading retreats, it, it's not for everybody. It's yes. not going to be for everybody. That's true. Um, That's very know, true. Yeah. There's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. And you said a lot of moving parts and that's, yeah, it's true. It's not for everyone. And, and I think that that's the other thing too, is if you're like, I should be doing retreats, I should be doing retreats, but I don't want to do retreats. It's like, no, you don't have to be doing it. Don't shit all over yourself. Right. Like, you know, if that, if you, if you're feeling like, oh, that's just not for me, then you, again, it's about listening to that gut instinct. Yeah. You know, totally. Cause it's not for everyone. And you don't want to be a frazzled, stressful mess. When you show up for your group who are there to be like, yay, I'm here on retreat. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or yeah. the fallout afterward, you know, of like True. having this amazing experience and then just being like, I'm just done. Like, it's like, no, you that's <laughs> um, ideally, right. That both the, the people um, that are experiencing the participants as well as the leaders all leave with this, just like, hmm. right. So, but it takes, it takes a lot of planning in order to make that experience yeah. happen that way. For sure. Now you have a, a retreat coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I do. I do. I have <laughs> one coming up um, in October, uh, November. It was October last year, November this year. Um, it is the weekend right before the craziness of all the holidays, mm-hmm. which is the perfect time to come back to center. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the perfect time. And um, yeah, we are going to be doing guided meditations. We're going to be doing gentle movement. We'll be doing some dance, uh, very accessible. Like if you like to tap your toes to music, you'll be just fine. Come on in. Water's great. Yeah. Um, We have a personal chef that is coming. Um, Two of my beloved other coaches, Annalyn Cruz and Valerie Tooks, will be doing some empowerment workshops. And we're really focused on this idea of how do you stay in your center while navigating boundaries with other people, mm. um, just because we know that this this time of year can bring a lot of you know people together, and sometimes that's a beautiful thing, and sometimes it's like, ooh, it's a lot to navigate. Yeah. So just giving some really beautiful concrete tools of you know worksheets, but also like energy, like like how do you stay within your center when you can feel someone being you know that beloved auntie who's like, so tell me, like, do you have a new boyfriend or whatever the thing is? Like, how do you, how do you stay within your own center? So mm-hmm. yeah, hot tub, hiking, stars. I mean, it's oh, just it's, it's, so it's beautiful. Be and yeah. in California. In California. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we have a couple of people that will be flying in from the East Coast for this one, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Um, most of us are from Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just a little drive up. It's just, it's going to be epic and amazing. Amazing. So there are glamping options. If you're a camper, there's um, modern day barn options and like oh, an old funky. school house. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a special place. It's not Anamaya. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is just a beautiful, rustic, under the skies, oh, California sounds experience. Yeah, yeah, sounds very California. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And where can people find you? Um, oh, actually, before before we even go into where can people find you, just in you know to follow the theme of prioritizing yourself first. And we were mentioning your classes. I mean, the retreat is one thing. Go to Heather's retreat. I'm telling you, transformational. 
and you offer ongoing classes so that we can continue this ongoing journey of prioritizing ourselves. Do you want to talk a little bit about your classes? Yeah, sure. Um, I teach a variety of classes. Um, Rise and Shine is a really simple uh, 15 minutes of guided meditation, 15 minutes of gentle movement, um, Monday through Thursdays in the morning. And um, I also teach Soul Strong, which is it's a strength training class, but it's the most fun you'll ever have strength training. <laughs> um, so we do things like push-ups and lunges and such, but everything is to music. Um, it's so much fun. It's like, let me do some bicep curls and then a little shake, shake, you know? Nice. So it's just like the most fun with some dance sprinkled in there. And I teach that class uh, Tuesday evenings. Nikki, one of my instructors teaches Thursday evenings and then Saturday mornings. And it's just yeah, it's just an invitation. I can't tell you how many women that have just been like, oh my God, especially like the the end of the, the, the day classes. It's like, I was so tired. I barely made it. I don't even know how I'm, <laughs> and then we'll do like, okay, on a scale of one to five, where are you at? One being like, ugh, and five being like, woo. People are like, one, two, three, one, two, what? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, when we're done, like, how are you feeling? It's like four, five, Yay. Uh, ten, you know? <laughs> so it's one of those, well, talking about the brain as we did earlier, the brain will tell you like, oh, you're too tired for this. Yeah. Or, you know, don't get like, um, and same thing with the morning classes, the brain sometimes will be like, no, get to that to-do list. Like you got it. Right. But I'm telling you, like, if you just take that 15 minute for the meditation or 30 minutes for the whole class. And yes. just start your day that way. It's just like, okay, the rest of the day is like, oh, you know, yeah. like just so easier. powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's, we always like, oh, well, if I don't exercise in the morning, I never will. Or I, I can't exercise in the afternoon or I, it's like, just catch yourself in those, in those narratives, catch yourself yeah. in those stories that you're holding on to, because those could be some thought errors right there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time I is a big have one. energy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so where can we find you? Um, you can find me. My website is my name, heatherelaine.com. There's info on classes, info on retreats, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm on Facebook, Heather Elaine as well. Uh, Instagram, it's ready underscore. Heather Elaine and ready is the name of my book. So yes, move (laughs) ready, set, love, (laughs) love it. Love it. And, um, you also have a Facebook group. I do have a Facebook group. Yes, 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 I do. It's called mindful movement, um, with Heather Elaine. And initially it started out as the group of us that was doing classes together and it has kind of evolved into a catch-all. I had someone the other day that just posted, I was, one of the prompts was, you know, just what are you grateful for today? And someone says, this group. And I was just like, oh my Aww. gosh, my heart. Um, but yeah, we do all kinds of fun stuff over there. I do special lives that I don't do on my regular page. Mm-hmm. Um, when I just want to talk to my ladies, I always go there. Yeah, just reminders to slow down, things we've talked about here. Yeah, um, yeah. such it's a great just, group a for place. women. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice one. You know, when we're all in the scroll of all the things, um, my my hope is always that people will slow down and just take a moment to take that breath when they Mm -hmm. see one of the posts and be like, oh, right. (laughs) Yes. Take a moment for me. That's been the theme. I love that. Yay. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you so so much. Thank you for being my first reoccurring guest. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) On my 99th episode. Love that. And um, 
I'll have all of Heather's info info in the show notes. Check out her website, join her Facebook group, follow her on social, go to her retreat, sign up for her classes. Wow. <laughs> shakalaka. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> all <the> things. <laughs> That's right. Yes. You will thank me later. And thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you um, for being my, my guest on my 99th episode. Um, thank you for all you do for women. It's so inspiring. I'm so grateful to know you and to see the amazing work that you're doing in this world. And um, I'm just, I hope to have you on again. I'm going to say that out loud so that we will. You'll be my third returning guest. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. 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 Awesome. And thank you for all that you do as my coach and all the women that you show up for and an entrepreneurial spirit. And um, if there's anyone that is thinking about hiring a coach or is thinking about doing a retreat, I cannot recommend highly enough reaching out to Kelsey because she knows many things and (laughs) it's anything from logistics, but it's also the energy behind things. Mm. Like you're so good. I remember just the other day you sent me a question around like, what is your relationship with anger? And I was like, Ooh, (laughs) so If you're looking for a holistic approach to coaching, um, Kelsey is your gal. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I really look forward to connecting with you again, again next time. Check out Heather, check out her stuff. She's amazing and she will change your life. All right. Thank you again. And we'll see you next time. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.